When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. So Super Bowl Media Week is now underway. It's fun time. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Mahomes bite where they asked him uh, if he could try to do his Kermit impression, and he <laughs> just talked? He just said it's just my normal voice. Like he literally just said it's just me talking now, and <laughs> the whole room applauded. That the dad bod pick after the AFC Championship game. I hate you, Mister Patrick Mahomes, but you're trying to be likable, aren't you? Did you watch that quarterback documentary too? No, on Netflix. No, I haven't yet. He's likable. Like it's tough. Like it's tough to hate this guy when you actually like pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. When you just look at him as a guy in a helmet who's amazing at football and whining and to beats the refs your team every year, then it's easy to hate him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's got a dad bod. He's cracking jokes. And they also asked him about his legacy, and so I saw this. Part. He approached it the way that he's supposed to. Um, you know, the Brady mark is still a long, long way off it is and he's gotta win i like do, but i like five more I, I like him doing that even for his own sake like obviously he's going to be compared to brady now for the rest of time especially if he wins this number three and keeps having an eye on potentially getting four five six he is forever going to be compared to tom brady Get out in front of that right. That's too much for me. Eh, it's way down the road. I can't even eh, forget it. It's too long. You win your third. Eh, it's still. That's still. I can't even look at that. Like I'm trying to squint to see seven trophies. They don't even talk to me about Brady. You win your fourth. Eh, it's still such a long way. Like, all the way up to your number six. Just be like, it's just not gonna happen. It's a pipe dream. And then you get to six, and you're like, I'm here now. But I like him just kind of downplaying it and just being like, that's just way, 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 long ways away. I'm just focused on winning my number third. My number third, my number three Super Bowl with the Chiefs right now. So Mahomes saying all of the right things at Media Day, entertaining the crowd. Uh, I think the Niners do theirs today. The Chiefs did theirs on Monday. But the Niners are actually dealing with a little Little problem here. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Chiefs are at the Raiders training facility for Mm -hmm. the week. The Niners are at UNLV's training Mm -hmm. facility I bet there's a bit of a disparity between those two training facilities, just sure. naturally, one being a small college and then one being the Las Vegas Raiders of the mm-hmm. NFL. But the practice field for UNLV is apparently too soft. Yep. And I, I was reading these stories last night, and there's, you know, these people that come in and the NFL has these scores for fields, uh, the hardness score. And the average is 78. No no field score is supposed to be less than 70 as far as practice fields for the Super Bowl is concerned. And they get these set up by December, usually, mm-hmm. the year prior to the Super Bowl. Um, people have looked at this Niners field, I guess, from the Niners, and have estimated that the hardness factor is like in the 50s or something like that. So really? That's what it says How on How is that allowed? But Goodell obviously comes in and says, you know, we disagree with this. this. The field is up to standard. We've had 23 experts out there. We've had the union out there. They all think it's a very playable surface. Um, 
it's softer than what they have practiced on, but that happens. So a little, little admit, admittance of the truth there in Goodell's quote. Um, it's well within all of our testing standards. It is something that we will I think all our experts as well as neutral field inspectors have all said unanimously that it's a playable field. Okay, well, yeah, a field's playable as long as it's not on fire. Mm-hmm. Like You can go out there and play <laughs> on it, but is it the maximum safe is what everybody's worried about. And this is now the second year in a row that the billion-dollar league has had a field issue when it comes to its Super Bowl. Do you remember last year, Arizona? Yeah, one was track. at ASU. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, oh you're the, saying the actual field. In the actual field. game. Oh, yeah, it was People terrible. People flying all over it the place. Terrible. It was like they were playing on ice at some point. So that's a joke. And now, fast forward to this year, you've got a practice field for one of your participating teams not passing the sniff test for the team that's actually practicing on that field. So... I don't understand how this can happen in the NFL. Uh, the Niners have already said they're not going to completely change our schedule or do anything crazy. Um, we'll deal with what we got to deal with. That's coming from head coach Kyle Shanahan. Um, so many players said during a walkthrough on Monday night that, you know, it felt a little soft. You know, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, they've been outspoken about the surfaces of fields when it comes to player safety. Obviously, that has been more aimed towards artificial turf, but they're letting their their feelings felt uh, when it comes to this. And Traverius Ward saying things like, we're not playing on it, so we're not tripping. I'm not concerned at all. I can run full speed at any surface. I played football on the street as a kid. Um, They have the right mindset. Definitely, you don't want to. You don't want to give any ammo as to oh, we have the underhand. No, in fact, I feel like Shanahan behind closed doors is kind of being like, you believe this crap. Look at the Chiefs in the league giving them that nice Raiders right. facility. Look at what they do to us. Do they, are we just some, you know, are we are we the Washington Generals to the Harlem Globetrotters? Are we just here to play sacrificial lamb? No. Let's go kick this team that. Like I even though there is none of that actually happening and the league is conspiring to make sure one practice facility is better than the other, I'd absolutely make that up in that locker room, mm-hmm. rile the guys up, have them say the right things, have them have the right mindset and from all these players quotes it seems like they could give two bleeps about the practice field. They just want to win the Super Bowl. But it's still it's still weird to me that there is an issue again with a field surrounding the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I mentioned Arizona State because I think people are upset that, oh, the Chiefs once again had the upper hand. Well, it was pointed out that, you know, last year I think the Eagles got the, the had the Cardinals and the Chiefs got ASU. Because so the AFC was the road and the NFC was the home. Yeah, I this think year it just flipped. bounces back and forth. But, of course, whenever the Chiefs have the upper hand, everyone loves to blow it out of proportion and say, look, the Chiefs have the favorable bet here. Let's bring 20 billion microscopes and put it on this. And, and if the Chiefs win, we have to point to this as, to reason, as one of the 100 reasons why. Did but, you see that Nick Wright actually went through and, and broke down the data on that about no. Chiefs uh, getting all the calls and stuff like that? No, I did not. I go was it thorough? Was it actually well done? Yeah, it was. He's he's good at his job, but it, it ended up... Actually, I see the producers behind him were good at, his, yeah. at their job, but I don't remember exactly it off the top of my head, but they were not even close to like the team that benefited the most from penalties or gets... Oh, the, the Chiefs? No, right, like, right. But it's about optics. But and, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to put it out there on the record for like, a let's, fact... Let's be, for let's, a fact the Patriots did have that record when Tom Brady was there. Okay, yeah, for a fact. For a fact. For a fact. Oh, okay. it's a fact. The most <laughs> co- quote unquote controversial or, you know, quote unquote screwed over a team got this year was when the Chiefs lined up offsides against the Bills. I mean, that was the most like 
talked about refereeing decision until report eligible gate happened and the Detroit, Detroit Dallas game. It was but, the right call. Exactly. But I'm saying like for everybody, it's like the Chiefs always get the calls. Like if they, well, always, if they always get the call, then mm-hmm. he wouldn't have called him off sides on something as arbitrary as him lining up off sides. Uh, and then, of course, the, the bad first call of the year was the ineligible eligible receiver gate mm-hmm. in Detroit Dallas game. So the end of the Chiefs don't get all the calls. One other thing that I I looked at ESPN.com when it came to the Chiefs, you know, you hear this talk about Kelsey potentially retiring at the end of the season. Yeah. You haven't heard much about Andy Reid retiring at the end of the season. He's 66 years old. He's done everything you could possibly do in the NFL. He's led the Eagles to Super Bowl and greatness. He's led the Chiefs to Super Bowl wins, wins. and greatness. Um, I mean, and if he were to win this time, it'd be three. Two franchises where he is a great coach. Um, and it just seems like there's no end in sight for him. And the story that they wrote up, a lot of people around him just said the quote that they ran on the headline is he's all about football and cheeseburgers. This guy just might have nothing he would rather do in his <laughs> life than stand on that sidelines for 25 da- games a year and, and, and coach football. I mean, what a changing of the guards would be for our lifetime of coaches for Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and Andy Reid to all retire in one year. Yeah, but he's not going to. Andy Reid's going to, and I think with him, he's looking at Mahomes. He's like, I had so many times with the Eagles where I had great teams and never won. This is now my reward for wandering through the desert all those years Mm -hmm. is Mahomes. And I'm winning as with McNabb, with Vic. I am running up my Super Bowl total with this guy before. Even in Kansas City when he had— You're going to have to drag me off this sideline. I'm getting to six. I'm getting to seven. I'm getting to Bill's six as a head coach. Like, that has to be somewhat in his mind. He had decent defenses, and he had Kelsey, and he had Hill, but he had Alex Smith. No offense to Alex Smith, comeback player of the year in 2021, but I don't know— I, I I don't I don't see how you could be wrong there because of his time in in Philadelphia and ha- and because of his first what eight years with the Chiefs. Obviously, he's an all time great coach because of the performance he got out of those teams under those quarterbacks. And this is his reward, right? Having Mahomes, and I'm with you, Tom. I it's it kind of blows my mind, like it does with Harbaugh and Saban leaving college sports the year. Before the college football playoffs expands to 12 teams, even though Alabama is going to always be in the top five, top six, always going to be in the hunt for that four seeded playoffs, no matter what you're getting in there. Michigan, on the other hand, except for the past few years, has always been a a top 10 ish fringe team. The last two years, they've obviously been great and one of their some of their best years in program history. But this would hugely benefit them. And for Harbaugh and Saban to leave the year before that is is ridiculous. But, I mean, Saban's how old? 71, 72? You said Andy Reid's 66. So give Andy another five or so years to just run up that bill of Super Bowl wins added to his resume. It's not, it's, it's not a dumb thing for him to do, especially if he's capable of doing so. I mean, how stressful can it really be for him? I mean, you're in the AFC Championship game at the very least. Every like everyone's year. gonna say, oh, all year long, the Chiefs are different this year. They have no shot of making it to the Super. They're are the Chiefs as we knew them done and long gone and and forever no more. No, we're just gonna do whatever we need to do, and we're gonna get to the Super Bowl every year. 
some news breaking about the NFL's uh, schedule next year. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? That it's opening uh, on a Friday. Well, it's the opening on a Thursday still. Slow your jets. I thought it was on a Friday. <laughs> the defending Super Bowl champ still raises the banner and opens it up on a Thursday night. Come on. But there is a Friday game after that Thursday game for the first time in 50 years on the NFL's opening weekend. And it's not even in America. Mm-mm. The Eagles are going to open up in Brazil on that Friday after the Thursday night kickoff game. Uh, I assume it will be a primetime game. They didn't specify in the no. ESPN write-up. But why you are you right, by the fr- way. Of course I'm right. Yep. What, what do you think? They're just not going to raise the banner? It's the first time in 50 years the NFL opening weekend will have a game played on Friday. That's right. And if you want to hear that again, you can just rewind 30 seconds in this podcast when I said it. Mm. Mm. Well, now we know it's true. So the Eagles have the home team designation for that game? Yeah. The opponent is TBD. Here's who the opponents could be. New York, Dallas, Washington, obviously. The Browns, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Jags, the Packers, and and the Steelers. Oh! Could the Steelers be going to Brazil? I wonder how they did. As those are the home games for Philly this year. Those are the teams that are on their home schedule, yeah. yeah. And this is a home game, technically. You know what the they have to do? It has to be Dallas. Like that's a that's a worldwide. Do you think they'd rec- give Brazil that? That's a worldwide recognized team. Do you think they'd give Brazil that though? And do you think the Eagles would be really open to playing a division game of that way? Yes, it does. You would. Like, do they have a say? Do they really have a say? I mean. I That's would, what I meant. Does I would, that matter what the Eagles think? I would think that the teams have some say. I don't think this is a total dictatorship where Goodell's like, you play the Cowboys where I say you play the Cowboys. If they make that the Cowboys game, I will join Eagles fans in their outrage. That would be like having the Ravens game in Baltimore, but then also having one in Ireland. Like, me, what, can I you don't get it this? in Pittsburgh? I guess being in Philly is a different animal. 110% but, is a different animal. But, but what do we always say? Week one, you can't chuck it up to anything. Week one, it's a total continuation of preseason football. We've even gone as far to say the first few weeks of the season are really teams getting their legs underneath them. You really can't say that's the team that you are going to see in January that you see in September. So, sure, playing in Brazil versus playing in Philadelphia, completely different animal. But is it out of this world to say, well, week one, could the Cowboys, is it so absurd to say the Cowboys can go into Philly week one and win a game against their division rival who they did beat last year? It's not absurd to say that that could happen in week 15, but it is absurd to say that it doesn't give the Eagles a better chance. Yeah, right. No matter when you play the game. I think it's going to be the Browns, Steelers, or Panthers that get this game. Browns, that'd be terrible. Why? Browns are good. For the... For the but for the world for Brazil to to say look at these good games that we're giving you for your our international series. Well, do you want them to have a good team that's bad or a, uh, like a good historical team that's bad, but just because they have a recognizable I, I name? I think the teams that make the most sense. Like you want to give them the Giants just because are, they're the Giants are Dallas, New York, Green Bay, and Pittsburgh. Well, I don't think it's going to be Pittsburgh because. I hear from a lot of people that we talk to that Steelers are going to have an international game. Sooner or not later, it's going to be in Mexico. They're going to host it. And they're going to be the host. So right. I just don't know if they're going to make them go to Brazil when I think they might host the Mexico game this coming this season. This year. Yeah, okay. I think it could happen. Or or maybe in, in the 2025 season. Carolina just seems like a yeah. total classic international game matchup where it's just like, just throw some team right. out there and see if the Eagles can beat them by 40 or beat them by 50. Um, the commies as well. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be a division game. 
I just See, don't. I think it could be like New York. That's it. You can't. There's no corner of the earth that doesn't know the words in New York. There's no corner of the world that doesn't know football. I, any of these NFL teams, to be yeah. quite honest with you. And that's what the NFL does so well with these international series is that they go to places where they have research that shows that there's a lot of people interested in our product here. That It's not like they go to Brazil on accident. Like they look at Brazil and they're like, mm-hmm. they're watching not just the Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. we're getting numbers out of this country for regular season games. And, you know, we're starting to really apply ourselves to growing the game there. And it's just taken off tenfold. So, you know, the places that they choose deserve to have these games. They have put in their dues. It's not waking up on a random Tuesday morning and being like, Brazil would be fun to play an NFL mm-hmm. game at. No, there's market research that tells you that there's potentially a new fan base down there, a new viewership base to pull from. I'm looking at this, the, the stats here provided by an article about this new game. The population of Brazil is about 215 million people, and they said this year they got they tracked about 40 million fans in Brazil, with an increased interest over the past few years. So that number of 40 million is growing of football of NFL watching fans from Brazil. And then you take the next step and you give them a game up close and personal. I can't even. Yeah, I'm and sure the numbers gl- will. They said it's been a growing and an and increased interest in recent years. So I can't imagine the spike that'll get after having that game this year, especially in week one. That's a big deal. How about this number? Super Bowl bets. Obviously, very popular thing to do is to throw a little bit of money around when it comes to the Super Bowl. Are you talking about the the total number that they assume? Yeah, like this is absurd. Twenty three point one billion dollars in bets based on a survey is expected for the Super Bowl. Twenty three point one billion dollars. That's billion. more than a lot of countries' GDP. Yep. Like that is insane to me that that's the amount of money that's wagered, and like over half of that's going to go back to the house. Like the house is gonna make like fourteen yeah. billion dollars on the Insane. Super Bowl. I bet you it's more than that. <laughs> if they only had a fifty, like guaranteed fifty percent win rate, they would not be allowing this. It's it's got to be way more than that. Did you see too? This is a random one that is in the realm of bets. So you know you can bet exact score, mm-hmm. and the odds are massive. Right, if you can nail just exact because score. it's their score gone. It's hard to do. Well, it's not score. You don't have to nail but, a score. But it's on. as complicated as score. You got to pick a score. Yeah, like right. There's an infinite amount of poss- uh, of possibilities. But you know that O's the mentalist guy. That yes. guy from. So this is a stretch, and this is just proves that everybody online is crazy, and no one in these days and age can admit that they're wrong. Do you remember the conspiracy theory behind the Super Bowl logo? How the colors. You know, no, I didn't hear this one. You never heard this one for like the color of the logos. Like when it was the Bengals and the Rams, it was yellow and orange. And then it was the Eagles and the Chiefs, it was green and red last year. This year was purple and red. So everybody was like, it's the Niners and the Ravens. It's the Niners and the Ravens. Well, that was disproved. It's exactly. But now we pivot, like all good conspiracy theorists. We pivot, pivot, pivot. Because we're never wrong. We're never wrong. No, 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 no. We were just, we were just. (laughs) A little bit misinformed, but never wrong. We were never, ever okay. wrong. About? So this guy then goes, like, well, the football, that theory is disproven. So he goes back to O's the Mentalist preseason. He's at the Jets training camp, right? McCole Hardman is up at the front doing the trick with O's. And O's says, okay, we're going to the Super Bowl. 
here's the Super Bowl. It's the Jets, obviously. You got because he's talking to the Jets. You guys are gonna make it. It's the Jets. Who are you playing, McColl? And McColl says the Niners. And he goes, "All right, what's that final score? What Jets win the Super Bowl? We hold up the Lombardi. You obviously win, but how much do you win by McColl?" And he goes 31 to 21. And obviously, O's turns around the billboard and it says Jets Niners 31 20. Got it exactly right. <laughs> well, McColl Hardman plays for the Chiefs now. He was let so go in the middle of the season. Still... So, tech, what people are trying to grab onto is so he asked McColl, What are you doing? What are you going to Not gonna, the how, team. Exactly. And his team was the Jets. Now it's the Chiefs. Long story short, Let's sprinkle some cheddar, Steelers standard listeners, on Chiefs Niners exact score thirty-one wow. to twenty-one. <laughs> I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Yeah, but that's that's a that's a much different bet from the uh, color of the logo. Well, I was there's no bet with that one. I was yeah. just saying that to make fun of conspiracy. Sure, I can't believe you never heard of that. One. I didn't, and now I'm now that I'm seeing it, you it see is it right everywhere, right? It's it's rampant. That that was a, a big time. It easily could have been Ravens Niners. Last year was Chiefs Eagles for sure. Green and red. The year before that, Bengals, like Rams, you said, it was orange, orange and, yellow. and yellow. Yeah, that's wild. It was stupid, is what it was. It's just as stupid as that sixteen and three is the record of the teams wearing white jerseys in the Super Bowl yeah. in the past nineteen Super Bowls. It's just dumb. It's all dumb. But thirty-one to twenty-one, I'm betting on that final score. That O's guy's a witch, I'm telling you. There's something weird about him. Freaky. You put $10 on that 31-21 to 21 final score, you make a lot of money back. That's a lot. The odds, like I said, they're pretty astronomical when it comes to that. We didn't talk at all really about the Steelers Super Bowls. Do we have time to squeeze that in now? Should we kick it into the next episode? I mean, you want to go, go in depth. Well, I also yeah. want to talk about, no, I don't know if we have to go in that much depth. I also want to talk about, the award ceremony that's happening on Thursday. Yeah. Let that breathe. You know, we'll we'll recap what happens in the award ceremony next week when we do our episodes. But a couple days where we can that. have it out there where we talk about that. So executive decision has been made. Okay. We will talk a lot about the Steelers Super Bowls in the next episode. Cool. But let me ask you this question before we get to that. Of your lifetime, is there a Steelers team that stands out to you as head and shoulders? In my lifetime. Is there a team that you thought should have won the Super Bowl? Like stands out head and shoulders above oh, other like Steelers teams? In the teams? 76 season where they, they... No, 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 no. Your lifetime. No, but I'm, I'm at... Is that okay, the fine, equivalent? Yes. Yeah, sure, yes. Because is in 76 team... how they held like five opponents to zero points and they allowed like 21 points over like eight final games. Is there a Steelers team that you look at and say that was a missed opportunity? I'd probably say 2017. Is it the greatest team I've ever seen? No. But if it that was, was the damn year, good. that offense was unbelievable. Also, that I mean, if Ryan Shazier, you know, God forbid, doesn't get hurt, I think that Jacksonville game goes very different. The rest of the season goes different, I think, too. Like you know, that was the year where Jesse James, quote unquote, didn't catch the ball in the end zone. With Ryan Shazier in the field, who knows where that game goes? Maybe the Steelers win that game. And the Steelers have a number one seed, so they don't have to worry about playing Jacksonville in the divisional round. I think if there was a year in our lifetime, let's let's make it this simple, right? Because we were pretty young when uh, Cowers going to AFC Championship games almost every year. We were a little too young to remember the first one in 01 when Brady got to his first Super Bowl. But we'll, we'll say in Ben's career, I think 2017 is the easiest year to pinpoint and say, 
that was the year. I agree, but let me throw one more out there at you. 2011. Oh, I I don't want to talk about it. When they lost to Denver. I don't want to talk about it. I knew you were going there. I was about to say, don't say it. Don't say the Tebow year. And you did. They were 12 and 4. Yeah. But they were the wild card. Because the Ravens were 12 and 4, and the Steelers lost twice to the Ravens in the regular season and lost the tiebreaker. If the Steelers had beaten the Broncos in that game, the rest of the bracket was chalk, so the two play the three, so they would have to go to number one seed New England in Gillette. Yeah, so, where Brady torched Tebow that next week. The Steelers beat Brady and the Patriots earlier that season. 25 Yeah, that game 17. was in Pittsburgh, though. It was, but they still beat the Patriots earlier that season. I'm just saying, I don't know if they go to New England in that round and win. They put up a better fight than Tebow, I'm sure, and... I think that 2011 team had the potential to make a pretty decent run as well. I'm pretty I mean, they were 12 sure. And four. 12 and 4 is a damn good football team. I'm pretty sure that 2011 game against the Patriots was the last time until the Joe Hayden pick on Brady game. I think those are the bookends of the Patriots winning streak against the Steelers. Like I'm pretty sure the Patriots did not lose to the Steelers in that time frame. I don't even want to look it up, I'll just tell you that that probably makes sense because the Steelers just struggled so mightily. In that game, though, uh, against the Patriots in that 2011 season, Ben threw the ball 50 times, completed 36 of them, 365 yeah, yards. Monster. And I was correct, by the way. They, the Patriots did not lose against the Steelers from 2012 all the way through 2017. AB had nine catches for 67 yards in a teddy in that game, but your leading receiver... He had 85 yards through the air. There were four different Steelers that had 65 or more passing yards in that game against New England. Heath, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, and Antonio Brown. Ben was spreading yeah, that thing that's around. What ben did. I hate I hate to pile on here. We're talking about Do you think that of another jo- team. Do you think of another team? No. Oh, okay. But we're talking about that Patriots Steelers history and that Joe Hayden game where he had that pick on on Brady. Right. That's the only time the Steelers have beaten the Patriots since the game you're referring to back in 2011. I think it's uh, funny that we never we didn't mention 2016, either of us, when they actually got to the AFC right. Championship game. They were so hurt by the time they got to mm-hmm. that AFC title game. And Bell, should he have played or shouldn't he have played in that New England game? There was game. no D'Angelo Williams in that game either. Bell probably should have come back and played in that For game. For sure. I mean, there's no, there's no backup to the running back, and you're telling me the starter can't go out there because he hurt his groin. But A.B. was hurt. And yeah. not playing, which was Kobe a Hamilton miss. caught a touchdown pass in that game. That just shows you how depleted the Steelers were in that game. You know what was another good team that I mean the wheels just fell off of them? The team that lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion Broncos with Peyton Manning. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. But they were just there was no were, Le'Veon Bell though. And they were dead. Yeah, he got hurt by the Bengals late in the season. And they were just dead, they were dead in the water when it came to those playoff games because they were uh, Ben and came and, back in the Bengals game, which they should not have won, but they did anyway. His arm was like hanging by his side. Remember right. Landry had to Landry come in for a little bit. Landry came in through the pick to Jarvis yeah. or to to Vontez perfect that he ran. And the then Tomlin said, "I can't put if I want to actually win this game, I can't put Landry Jones out there anymore. I had to put Ben out." Also, remember though, in that Denver game, they almost won that game. Steelers were without both AB and Lev Bell because Lev Bell was out for the whole year essentially, and AB was out because of the Vontez perfect hit from the week before. You remember who fumbled? Was it like Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald Tucson? Wow. Yeah, he fumbled the, late in the game. The worst play of that game, though, the worst, 
was the Peyton Manning give himself up slide where he then just picks himself back up and runs for like 15 yards in the first down. Do you uh, remember that play? Kind of vaguely. Peyton is, I'll show it to you at the break. Okay. He goes out of the pocket, gives himself up completely. No one's around him. So he just pops back up and just starts scampering again for another 15 yards. It was so and no one downed bad. Him. No one downed him. No ref blew the whistle. It was just so absurd. That play drives me up a wall when I see it. Yeah, uh, just... It, the fact that you it know was what? a close game, right? It was a one-possession game without Antonio Brown, without Le'Veon Bell. And that team eventually won the Super Bowl, that that right. Denver Broncos team. That game, You remember that, that next week, the Broncos had like nine sacks on Brady? What about the year prior, 2014? Uh, it's tough because you're at home in the first round. You should beat the Ravens. But again, there was but no Le'Veon Bell. Ben Tate was your running back. Oh, the- Biggest problem, and everybody wants to just say Tomlin underachieved and blah, blah, blah. I've heard it all before. And maybe you're right. But to me, the biggest thing that went wrong with the Killer Bee era was the health of the Killer Bees. They were never they were healthy. Never, there was one year where they were there, and then Le'Veon Bell set out the AFC Championship game. And they were all healthy in the 2017 season. Yeah, but too. I can't call that healthy because well, Shazier got hurt. They looked but terrible. But the Killer B side of it. Sure. But they looked terrible. Not in Bell was amazing in that Jacksonville game. Yeah, you and I have always said Bell had a better highlight reel through the air as a receiver than Antonio Brown did in that game. In that game, yes. So a lot of teams from that era that I think we just surmised could have probably done a little bit more in the playoffs. Yeah. But I I think the 2017 team is the one above the rest, and then 2011 is probably the next one. See, I, it's hard for me to put 2011 up there because, and we don't we don't count the 2010 the team that Super went to the Super Bowl and lost yeah, because right. they went to the Super Bowl. So yeah. that's they had their shot. Yeah, they're in. They're good. They're uh, a great team. It's hard for me to put 2011 up there because you lose to Tebow. So it's hard to say were you really legit if you lost to Tebow. But he but then, lost but, to Tebow in such a fluke way. Yeah. Like, oh. But then a, you but then you go to New England the next week. You can't tell me they they beat probably Brady not in in, in Foxborough. But they beat them in that season. Which is what gives you hope. But doesn't that give you hope, or not hope, the, whatever the opposite of hope is, that Brady's thinking all year long, God, I love beating the Steelers, and they beat me? Now they're coming to my house? Have you ever seen those interviews with him once he retired? Well, no, I wouldn't. Talking do- to the crowd about like what it gets, what it takes to motivate him? Yeah. He says it takes nothing. He says, I hate every NFL team out there. I hate every other guy that's not on my team. So I can't imagine Brady was thinking, oh, I lost the Steelers already. I probably won't be them again this year. No, he was probably thinking, God, I would love to send them home again this year. Well, I mean, year. and the more important thing is they would have just cheated if the Steelers got there. Exactly. Great point. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel gear and official team apparel. You can find only directly from the team at one of the official Steelers pro shops. They are located at Akersher Stadium, Tanger Outlets, Grove City Premium Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. I will talk about some Super Bowl memories when we come back. Also take a look at the NFL awards and predict who we think is going to take home the hardware on Thursday night. It's all on the way on Steelers Standard.